0: Their outputs really catch up to their inputs. Like Devin was saying, you know, those who are spending January and February just grinding it out, putting in the hours, and you know, working really hard, they are the ones that are you know training and developing the most and sharpening that skill set. So when the market starts to heat up, their businesses can explode. I know one guy you know worked inside the business previously. Three or four weeks ago, he sold at twenty six thousand dollars, and then I went back and did second estimates with him. And we booked $40,000 in one day on a Sunday. And it was mainly him. It was pretty much all him. And then the following week, he booked another 15K. And then the following week, he booked 63,000. So we went from 26000 to $137,000 in the
1: month of March. Welcome Thanks so much for tuning in to the Leaders of Tomorrow podcast. This is episode two. It was a two-part episode where Luke Fenn, Devin Thompson, and myself dig into you know just what we've built so far, how we're building out 2022, and uh, from you know beginning before January, and then through getting everybody through January and February. And at this point, we're going to have a conversation about estimate training. Post getting everyone through first estimates, our advanced sales training, our continued sales estimates, all the different coaching and training that we do on an ongoing basis uh, to create an incredible value for our operators and leaders in our program and how we continue to just push the boundaries of what's possible for a student business and all the things we can learn as leaders to become the best possible versions of ourselves. So hope you love the podcast. Please send me any feedback at cthompson at studentworks.com. Please share it with any friends who may be interested in learning more about incredible leadership and learning opportunities. Have a fantastic day. And we're going to touch back on some of those other structures that we have in place. We do estimate trainings. So Luke, why don't you walk us through what an estimate training is and, and share the process there?
0: Well, yeah, I know we've talked a lot about the kind of sales side of things, but you know, really the other side is, is making sure that we're able to come up with fair quotes for our clients um, you know, that are going to be profitable for us. And we're able to accurately price out any different type of job, whether it be you know interior bedrooms or exterior decks and fences, you know, brick siding, anything like that. So we do a lot of in-person trainings for this, and you know, this is more on a on a team level uh, with a small group of operators, basically just you know doing an in, a couple interior quotes, teaching them how to measure, teaching them how to choose a, a standard is is what we call. So you measure, you know, 150 square feet, and then we can paint walls at however many square feet per hour. So we're able to come up with a certain amount of hours that we know it's going to take for the average painter to be able to complete this job. So, you know, a big part of, you know, obviously (laughs) selling the job uh, is is coming up with this quote. And this is what takes us a reasonable amount of time when we get to someone's house, we do that walk around with the client, identify exactly what it is that they want and need. And then we put together a package for them, um, you know, that they're going to be really happy with. So in terms of training, we do in-person trainings where we walk around, you know, inside, teach them how to quote something. We do a bunch of exterior quotes, you know, on anything—fences, siding, windows—basically everything that our clients are going to be asking us to go ahead and quote. Um, and then we've started, you know, running additional trainings online on Zoom, uh, where we just go on like StockImages.com and we search up "old Victorian home" for someone that might be in. Brantford or London or areas that have these old Victorian homes. We take a look and we're like, how do you quote this? And, you know, one thing that's really great about the, uh, training that we pretty much do in any training is a lot of role plays. So they get the opportunity to, you know, really, really pretend they're in a real situation where us as the coaches we're being the clients, we're giving them no guidance and we're just saying, this is the job. Let's do a walk around, and it's awesome how you know we can do that online. You can literally even go on Google Maps, and someone has an upcoming estimate. You're like, "Let's do a walk around." You're showing them the exact house. You zoom a in a little bit. They ask you, uh, you know, as the client, it's like, "All right, Luke, so what do you want to do today?" It's like, uh, and we can be very vague. You know, we want everything that's yellow painted. Okay, great. Is that the soffits, fascia, windows? And they get practice, you know, really going through these type of situations. So when they're in them, you know, they're really confident, they know the right things to say. We're always doing these in in groups as well. So they get participation from, you know, their peers, like other rookies on the team, say, oh, well, maybe you could have added this, or you know, that sounded a little awkward. Let's try rephrasing that. And everyone pitches in. It's a really safe environment where they all feel, you know, really comfortable and, you know, just sharing their feedback and and getting and receiving feedback. So yeah, our estimate trainings really just, yeah, teach them, teach them how to quote and up with really really great packages for for our clients.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and this is on top of the three day training. We we spend a, a chunk of each day on estimate training. So this is then we we go and they've done a bunch and now let's let's go and get a higher level of confidence. Um, another thing that we do is it's the technology is just incredible you know how, how the, all the improvements so hey someone's someone's i don't know that standard I'm confused take a picture send it again to your coach send it to one of the 100 plus operators in the business and you know some of them you're going to have a really close relationship with so they can really assist so that's that's you know sort of a stopgap so we're not we're not giving quotes out that we don't know. We're, we're, we're going to make sure that we've really got a, a really great plan around our, uh, you know, quotes, uh, you know, et cetera. Just, just, you know, again, you can't run a profitable business unless they have accurate estimates. So that's something we definitely make sure we deliver. Another thing is, Devin, again, mentioned the CRM, Simon, we, we take pictures of all our agreements, we take pictures of all our estimate forms, and we post those so that, again, our coaches can look at them. We have them for the future, and and we can go and assess again. Is 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 everything getting done? Is everything getting tracked? Is every you know the things that the operator's not seeing? Uh, these are all things that that we didn't have decades ago. <laughs> this is just so wonderful to see all the tools we have. So, um, so so what about? I know one of the next things we were going to go to uh, Devin was group calling sessions and calling parties and 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 uh, you know just. Being able to reach out to clients powerfully and effectively is just such a huge, huge, again, skills, kind of like the elevator pitch. You know, how do I reach out to a customer and draw them in? And how do I speak powerfully to them? So, so Devin.
2: Yeah, I I think uh, originally this started uh, back in the first year of COVID where, Uh, it was just those dark nights where we were locked in our houses and looking to just make something happen, whether it was, you know, trying to quote something on Zoom or, uh, you know, when when we were allowed outside enough, you know, we'd we'd scramble into someone's backyard to quote a deck and they'd be looking at us through the window. Um, But yeah, with a mask on, you know, 30 feet away. So it really started just throughout that period where we were all so isolated and it was a source of just community that we found through Zoom. And, you know, we get on the phones together for hours, hours every day, um, you know, on, on Zoom as a team. I had 19 people on my team at the time and it was just like logging on and off all day, whether it was schoolwork, whether it was work, uh, you know, setting up calls. And the structure that we took away from that was, you know, nightly calling sessions where as a team, We have, you know, maybe anywhere, depending on the school schedule, 12 to 18 of us on a calling session. And as a coach, I can go provide one-on-one feedback throughout breakout rooms. So the team's all dialing together. They get a sense of, Hey, I'm not in this alone. And, you know, I can provide that instant feedback of, Luke, let's hop in a breakout room. Let's go do, you know, an hour and a half of calls together again. And it's not, you know, I guess it is just remembering that that first day or first week of calling isn't the only time you're going to get support calling. And isn't the the only day we're going to do estimates with you. It's just the start. And it's the start where, you know, you're off the leash, where it's your business, you're in full control of your time, you're in full control of your inputs. And using these calling sessions, we can support all the people on our team and At the same time, where as a coach, I'm supporting Luke one on one, in the main, you know, Zoom room or whatever call uh, we're on, everyone else is asking each other questions. Everyone else is going, "Hey, I just had a client say this. I just had them ask me about this product. You know what what's that about? I had them ask about you know how we price or when I could get this done. How do I answer that? What's the best way to set a great expectation? So it's just having a bunch more support from veterans who know what they're doing and are building bigger businesses. And for myself going Mm one-on-one.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that uh, it is funny too, that, you know, there are multiple ways you can run these group calling sessions. And, you know, I know Devin was kind of mentioning there's like the breakout rooms where, you know, you can be with your coach making calls. Um, Sometimes people will join small groups of two to three, you know, operators will all go in a breakout room and two of them are on mute and they're not calling and the other person's calling you know, they make a call, listen, you know, the other operators are listening, giving them feedback. And then the next person makes a call and they kind of switch around. Uh, It's definitely one of those kind of slow is fast type calling sessions where you don't get to dial as much. You're not going to convert as many estimates in those sessions, but you're going to get really great feedback. That's going to allow you to be better on the phone, you know, and serve your clients better and ask better questions to really identify what they're looking for versus where we have kind of we call them silent call parties, where it could be all 19 people on one link and everyone's on mute and they just feel together. And it's more, you know, of an accountability thing. So everyone's just kind of sitting there making calls and, you know, it's really just awesome how they all want the best for each other. And they'll see someone, you know, kind of looking around or like not calling, Hey, you know, are are you making calls right now? You know, can I help you with something? Right. And, and them just being a team and, you know, really just working on their businesses together is, is you really cool to see.
2: Yeah. That support uh, for sure, for, for everyone to win is, is something that is definitely present. And I know for rookies, they're like, why, why does everyone, you know, care so much about me doing well, this is so surprising. It's like, yeah. Like, wel- welcome to, to the community. Like, welcome to the culture. I have vets on my team. Uh, you know, on our, on our team call, which we'll get to uh, actively saying, Hey, please call me. Like I, I had the success here. Like, you know, if you need 30 minutes of my time, if you need an hour of my time, like I want other vets and other rookies to call me. Cause I, I want all of you to have an amazing year. And, you know, I want our team to have an amazing year together. So we're all, you know, super excited and, and Cancun and in, and in, uh, in November or whatever that might be. So it's, it's uh yeah, good, good to always have that kind of culture coming together.
1: Mm-hmm. and. Yeah. One of the things I've noticed is, is there's, there's not a competing, there's just dueling. There's, there's this incredible cooperation in our teams and then there's a competition as well. So, and I, I want to, I want to beat Luke. I want to beat Devin and I want to cooperate. I want to help them. And so, so, so there's these, these, these things that, that just work together to really, really drive uh, (laughs) Devin. Devin said, Luke can't beat me in the chat. So, so there's this, there's this drive but there's also this cooperation uh, and it, and it really is it really is powerful it sees throughout our business it literally was there when when we started I was the tenth owner operator it's been there every year I think it's maybe stronger at times because of the leadership and certainly I think it's never been stronger just that cooperation and competitiveness
2: I guess uh, I know we're going to get to like kind of sales training but I just want to uh, reiterate just the timeline of everything and, and how this is really just put down step at a time. This may seem like a lot, just like stepping into marketing, stepping into calling, stepping into sales, uh, all these new activities, estimating, and and it's really just done piece at a time. You know, We make sure operators, rookie operators are confident at every leg of the race before they take on the next step. Uh, and if they aren't, we'll do extra support sessions, extra work in the field, have them get supported by veterans to make sure that they're really just feeling confident moving forward. And, and why we do that is to make sure that this is something that can work simultaneously to a school degree, to your university education, where you know, you're know you in Queens Commerce, you're in a business school, and it's not overloading your day. Yes, this is definitely some extra commitment. Yes, this isn't what the average student is doing. And it's totally workable, uh, you know, as we're building your skills, building your, you know, time management skills to take on more as we're kind of working through these winter months.
1: I think that's a great point. One other sort of aside here as well is we we really have been talking about, and our examples have all been painting. We are the student works management program. We have an unbelievable program where we focus on the painting clients and we focus on window cleaning and home cleaning uh, side so so the, the the everything that we're talking about work around window cleaning examples or deck cleaning examples and just like just like painting examples so i just wanted to sort of put that in there for 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 people you know we've got these two incredible brands that we're we're driving around the one singular brand so um so yeah so so what about um, you know jumping in, uh, uh, Luke, and, and sort of just describing the two the two trainings that we do over Zoom, and we're just going to continue to do these trainings over Zoom. One thing that happens in February is there's there's a lot of snow, busy time of year, so we sort of jump in and we've got back to back Thursdays that we all can just jump in and, and 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 get this incredible takeaway.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, we have the the sales, the advanced sales training, and then marketing and recruiting training, and. I think the one thing that uh, was is really awesome, and I don't even know how long we've been doing this for, but Pat, our VP, always starts off these trainings uh, with mindset, and I think that's something you know that's really incredible. Our advanced sales training starts with uh, a section on sales mindset, and it's kind of like you know why are you doing this? You know, what is our goal around sales? It's becoming confident, becoming persuasive, becoming an expert with value to share, being comfortable with new people, strangers. Becoming a really great listener, um, and then almost like you know, Chris alluded to earlier, talking about the whole extroversion thing. Some people are naturally, you know, really open and great with people, and they'll walk into a stranger's house and sit down at their kitchen table and be able to chat their ear off and figure out, you know, who their best friend is and you know what their favorite thing to do in life is. And other people, you know, aren't quite there yet. So you know, at these trainings, we look at a whole bunch of stuff in our sales cycle like building rapport, identifying the client's need, being able to really develop it and you know, offer them some sort of solution around that. And advanced sales training kind of happens as we, are, as we have been launching these sales weekends and doing these first estimates. So for some people, it's you know, really fine tuning what they already learned out in the field. And then for others, they're just you know, kind of getting started at this point because it's you know, sort of in that mid-February range. But just given how much content there is and how much we're teaching people at our big January training event, and then, you know, these one-on-one trainings moving forward, going back into these big company events, like the advanced sales training, marketing, recruiting training on Zoom, uh, it's just allowing them to go from this baseline foundation. And, you know, really like the title of the training is advanced sales. They learned a little bit about sales. Now they're really advancing their knowledge in this area of sales. So they're able to bring that out in the field and, and yeah, just work it into
1: the businesses. Awesome. Uh, Devin, Devin, anything else to share about, about uh, those two, those two training events? Um, the only thing that
2: I, that I love about the advanced uh, sales training um, is just really the top performer panel that we, that we always have, which is, you know, we always have the people who are just crushing it out of the gates, the top rookies, the top vets on both sides of the business just sharing what exactly works and it's the beautiful thing of having people who are running businesses in completely different towns and cities all across Ontario for this year it was online so we had people from Quebec Montreal people from Halifax you know PEI people from London Toronto sharing just what exactly is working to get insane results and there's no hesitancy of sharing what exactly is getting the best results everyone wants the best for each other and again At the same side, the competition just doesn't impact each other because we are operating in different cities. Uh, So that's that's really just something that I always love to hear. Um, Just what exactly working, what new strategies we can add to the belt that student works can provide in the future. Um, And again, uh, you know, just what what working and uh, yeah, what's working for for all these new new operators returning people.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. And one of the other things that that I want again our, our our leaders you know, identifying is, is that, is that, you know, well, where are all these ideas coming from? I guess I took over a business with, I think, a January training. And that was it. And then over the years, we've just put more and more and more training. So where do the, where does that training come from? Well, some of it is alumni have come back and here's the latest and greatest sales ideas. Uh, some of it is, is we like to say R&D, rip off and duplicate, you know, take, this great mindset program that we learned, put it in, put it in our words, our language to go and deliver. But, you know, and, and, and all these different areas, uh, we've just continued to add on. And at times we have to take away, uh, but then we'll put them in other areas just to, again, continue to push our business forward. You know that the just just uh, there's so much things, and I know I mentioned alumni. One of the really really unique things about our business is how attached our alumni are to our business. You know these you know multimillionaires. They they come back and speak. They they come back and participate. They come back and share uh, with our with our team because they just feel so connected that it was uh, one of our one of our alumni. I'm not going to say who, but you know he he actually at one of our trainings you know, just had a hard time getting through it. He he was he was you know got emotional, you know, he 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 swelled up and he and he just said this was so impactful on my on my life. And he's again one of the top soft salespeople in, in Canada. And and it just like wow this was so impactful. And and again so coming back is is really feeling great that he's again paying it forward or paying it back or whatever to the next great group of students. So, um, so yeah, so so you know we we, we come out of February, and then, and then Deborah, why, why don't we talk about the continued sales force, focus, the continued, you know keeping on the the, the the train of marketing and sales? Yeah, so March
2: is the month I find where the market starts to give back a little bit to us, uh, so January and February is a big training month where we're not expecting the best return on investment for our time. It's really training and then the reason why we do that is you could get you know again minimal results and just be working on your skill set and that's okay you know we we know that you can catch up and we can we know that people are still going to have huge awesome summers if these aren't their biggest sales months of the year because they won't be we can we can tell you that but in March you know people really start to pick up steam and have huge sales weeks and and how they're doing that is just working on you know, the, the confidence that they built from first estimates with their DMs or with their coaches, um, you know, getting their, their calls reviewed with team calling sessions, getting you know, second estimates done with vets or sometimes their coaches up until this point. And the last thing I, I really see is just starting to leverage their marketing force. So where we're working on recruiting is kind of March where things to, can pick up. Um, but really, just looking to leverage time where we start to actually employ marketers to come out for us, teaching them our skill set that we've learned to start bringing in not in you know not the same amount of leads, just that Luke can bring in, but it's Luke and Devin. So I think leveraging their time is really big in March, uh, as well as just working out the kinks. You know, really becoming the proficient, confident salesperson that we know they can be happens throughout March. Uh, where you know you're just starting to see people kind of come into their own, where they're they're having you know double or uh, I guess um, ten you know ten thousand and above week sales weeks for our top performers, uh, yeah, and and really just continuing to build the business.
0: Totally, totally, yeah. I was I was gonna say um, the one thing that's really great about you know March as well is we we are kind of tracking their performance the whole way through, right? So we have our weekly stats that go in every week, so. You know what are their conversion rates when they go to a quote and book it? How many quotes are they doing per week? How many leads are they getting? And it allows us to you know know how much time we're devoting to each person and where. And you know making sure that we're prioritizing those who who need our help the most while still supporting you know everyone that's that's doing really well. And in March, we find you know people's inputs will start to really catch up. Or I guess their their outputs really catch up to their inputs. Like Devin was saying, you know, those who are spending January and February just grinding it out, putting in the hours, and you know, working really hard, they are the ones that are you know training and developing the most and sharpening that skill set. So when the market starts to heat up, you know, they they can their businesses can explode. I know my one guy Patrick Connell, who's a referral and you know worked inside the business previously. Three weeks ago, he was, or three or four weeks ago, he sold at twenty six thousand dollars, and then I went back and did second estimates with him, and we booked forty thousand dollars in one day on a Sunday, and it was mainly him. It was pretty much all him. And then the following week, he booked another fifteen k, and then the following week, he booked sixty three thousand. So we went from twenty six thousand to one hundred thirty seven thousand dollars in the month of March, Um, and it was because he was just absolutely hammering it, putting in that input. Wasn't totally seeing the results at the start, you know, was seeing mid-level results, totally knew he was, you know, a top performing guy. March comes around and he just, you know, totally skyrockets. So it is really awesome to see that, you know, the people that, well, everyone, you know, starts performing better as, as they just do more, you know, they, you do more, you put the reps in, you, you just get better. And then with our coaching and support, you know, just allows them to really pop off, especially this time of year.
1: Yeah, the, the, you know, again, it's the market starts to come towards us. People start to be, oh, wow, yes, I need this service. I need this painting. I need this window cleaning. One of the thoughts that I had right now, as well as to kind of highlight a little bit, and Luke actually pointed one of the differences about painting is there's a higher average job size, a little harder to get leads, and um, a little bit harder to book jobs as a percentage. Okay, the average operator on window cleaning will book. Over eighty percent average painter painting operator will book over sixty around sixty. So and then you get more leads per hour when you're marketing for window cleaning than painting, and it's it, it, uh, on the other hand you can go out and book big jobs on, on on painting very very big jobs. Not saying you can't on window cleaning, but they're they're more rare. And so so all of a sudden an operator could just explode and have a sixty thousand dollar week, and and they do, uh, you know, and um, one, uh, one, one thing that I see is, is on the window cleaning, it's so much more about just consistency of effort and getting other team members involved. So I'm going to go and learn how to train somebody to come and be my sales manager. And I'm going to learn how to train someone to be my marketer and my caller. And so it's, so, so in, in many ways we get to, uh, train more where some of those things are a little bit top top uh more challenging to do for a rookie on the painting side where rookies are doing this right right out of the gate. And so so that's kind of a distinction on the painting and the window cleaning side. Um, and 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 both are great, you know, and just just kind of a little bit of a different focus. And so so what's what's uh one one quick sec. So one big shift that we've made a number of years ago and it's really quite recently is is uh, is again Zoom and and team calls and and so that we're using them in all different formats. Devin, why don't you why don't you walk us through that um, and 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 our our leaders? Yeah, so I'll I'll
2: share uh, on one of the calls and then I'll let let Luke maybe talk about team conference calls. Um, the one support system that has really just. Uh, carried and and continued to raise everyone's performance to to a new level are uh, things that we call accountability groups, where accountability group is basically, you know, a a group of four to six operators, um, you know, vets and rookies mixed together from the same team, sometimes a mix of teams who meet once a week, you know, typically Thursday, Friday, to basically just share about their goals. How was last week? This is what I did. This is what I plan to do. This is how it went. This is what I'm challenged with. These are my you know, questions for the vets or for other rookies. Uh, uh, and this is what I want to do next week. And why it works is it's not only building community, building closer relationships with a small community of people from the start of February all the way until the end of August. Um, you know, these are really typically just like become some of your closest friends throughout the program because you talk so frequently. Um, but it's also led by one veteran operator. And typically a veteran who wants to be a business coach in the program later on. So they could be a second, third, or fourth year veteran operator who's got a lot of experience on their belt and really wanting to learn the coaching and developing side of things. Uh, So taking this leadership role on head on really seriously to keep everyone just as accountable as possible. So for our rookies, they're going to be probing, hey, what, what stopped you from hitting your goals last week? what were your main challenges last week to hit your marketing goals to recruit those couple of people you wanted to get into the pipeline? And you know, just offer another sense of support um, besides your business coach. So more people, more discussions, more perspectives, and just a really reliable source of uh, friends in the student Works community that you can be talking to just once a week. Or typically what I hear is, People are talking multiple times a week if they have questions on the weekend, you know, just going to another another person who's got answers for them uh, and that they can depend on. So this has been one of my favorite uh, processes and structures that we put in place just to continue to make everyone feel supported and continue to get, you know, skills and uh, yeah, coaching from other operators in the program. But yeah, that's that. Um, I don't know if Luke, you wanted to add it on on, to that as well.
0: Just a little bit. I think um, one thing that's really cool to note about these calls in particular is that there, there's no business coaches on the call. It's just strictly operators and facilitated by that vet leader that Devin was saying. And it's cool because you know we have our Monday and Tuesday max meetings where we do all this goal setting and planning. And then one of the intentions of the accountability group is to check in midweek, typically Wednesday or Thursday, and see where people are at with the commitments that they made on Monday, Tuesday. So you know where 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 are your marketing results? How many estimates do you have lined up for this weekend? You know, did you do as many interviews or set up as many interviews as you were looking to do? And then another structure that is pretty cool that we've recently put into place around the accountability group calls is that uh, we have uh, accountability group uh, Google spreadsheet where anytime now, you know, a rookie or a vet has a particular topic that they're interested in discussing on their upcoming call, they'll log on to the Google sheet and they'll just say, Hey, this is something that I want coaching on this week, or this is something that I want to talk about. And then they bring it to that group of, you know, four to six other individuals. They have some time to think about it. And then that is, you know, one of the main topics of discussion on that call. So they really get this extra help midweek, you know, from their peers, and they all have time to think about it. So really cool how it's just, you know, facilitated by them. And then the leaders of these groups, you know, look to me and Devin to say, hey, you know, we're having a little bit of trouble with, you know, attendance, or this one person keeps bringing up this sort of scenario. And, you know, we're trying to work around it. But, you know, could we get some more assistance on maybe how you would handle it? So then we're able to help out that leader. So they're able to bring more value to their group.
1: Love it. And um, one of the things that we've been talking about is we've been talking a lot about success. Well, success doesn't come without a lot of failure, Gail, or a lot of that's not it. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, we didn't book that job. Oh, we didn't, you know, get that client interested or, you know, uh, another another big thing is, is that it really is pretty incredible what our team of operators accomplish and just how. How they operate at such a high level of integrity. And I think it in some ways it might intimidate others looking at the program and saying, Oh, I, I couldn't do that, or I don't do that. And that's just, of course, you don't do that. <laughs> of course, because you haven't done this type of a program. So we spend months and months and months with our operators training them and coaching them in being their work and, and and helping them see um, why that's going to make such a difference in their, in their, in their life. Just, and and I thought it would make some sense for us, um, to, to spend some time there, you know, when it's not working, you know, you superstar coaches, you know, what are those, some of those conversations with people to have them discover, uh, you know, how that's not going to work and discover what, what it's going to look like in the future. Yeah. Devin, do you want to jump in there?
2: So I guess just for, for when people are out of, out of integrity, you know, how, how we kind of handle that. Um, and I, I know, looking at my team, you know, one thing that I like to focus on isn't being perfect, uh, isn't, you know, doing a hundred percent of everything we say, because that would be amazing. And it's just not always realistic or it's not always attainable. You know There are just some, some variables at play that just can stop you from doing that one extra thing or getting that one extra lead. Uh, no matter how hard you try. So yes, we are looking to you know, reach our word as much as we can. And there's also some people say, hey, well, if you're hitting all your goals, maybe you should raise your goals. You shouldn't hit all your goals. And you kind of find, find yourself falling into that category. So what I like to focus on is when people are, aren't feeling motivated, they aren't feeling like they're performing at the level they are, is to kind of get a self-evaluation of, okay, where do you think you're performing on a scale 1 to 10 with relationships to your accountability and integrity. They might say 7 and and you know if they they're 7 or if they're 6 or an 8 we want to go and identify the gap and what is in the middle of that gap of uh, is in our control that we can focus on to get that extra sense of accountability or to you know focus on just to get those higher levels results and it might just be waking up a little bit earlier it might be you know taking an hour on Sunday night to actually plan out our week so that I have a complete schedule so I can study when I'm supposed to study, so I can get my assignments in when I'm supposed to get them in, so I can market and call my recruits when all of those things should happen. Uh, and it's just you know starting from wherever you're starting from. Because wherever it is, if you're accepted into the program and if we believe in you, that's totally great. It's just about where can we go from there. And I know for myself, uh, you know in my first year with my coach Fraser, like one of the things he did was just like kick me in the ass of you know figuring out how to use a schedule. I remember sitting in our meetings and I would just have a blank book in front of him, uh, you know, taking some notes, and, oh this is great and surprise surprise, things didn't get get done at the start of the year. Uh, and it was something that he really, you know, stressed and and helped me saw a blind spot of this is how crucial this will be the rest of your life. And and from that point on, I I went, okay, he's right. This is totally blocking me from being the the business owner I want to be, from being the performer I want to be, not just for this summer, but for summers to come. And uh, you know, from that point on, I was really focused on just taking that next step forward in my development of like, how can I be as accountable as possible? How can I perform? At the best level possible,
0: totally agree, totally agree. <laughs> I think you know that's that's uh, a lot on the whole accountability side of things, especially you know, is this person in integrity with the commitments that they made, you know, scheduling all that sort of stuff. And really, the other side would be more you know when things don't go well, performance wise, and someone did you know r- hit all of their commitments in terms of inputs, but the outputs weren't quite there. And that's why it's great that you know, we've developed these systems over the last 41 years, where we really have a baseline where you know we have an eight-point sales call, meaning there's eight points of things that we need to cover on this call for that call to be, you know perfectly complete. And we know that if one of those points is missing, you know, that's something that we can direct this operator to, you know, when we're looking at you did six estimates this week you only booked two out of six. We click on each client. You know, what were the four out of six that didn't go through? Okay. You know, did you build report? Did you identify that need and actually build and develop the need? You know, were you setting expectations around timeline, explaining the estimate process? Were both decision makers present? Did you have a conversation before you went to the quote, even at the quote about budget, you know, how much money they're looking to put towards something like this? you know, really in the last point is, you know, are these people in a position to be able to make a decision? Were they ready to go ahead with painting? If all the stars aligned, if the answer is yes, then the stars didn't align and we got to find what star that was. So it's like, you know, where was it that something didn't go uh, particularly as planned? We'll have a whole, you know, series of different questions that we can look at for each aspect of the phone call of the walk around of actually writing up the quote, making sure we gave them the package, you know, the the deal that they wanted, and then, you know, sitting there presenting the agreement, client manual presentation, everything, right? So there's the accountability side of things when people aren't uh, meeting their commitments, and then there's the performance side of things when maybe they are meeting their commitments and, you know, they're still not hitting their goals or, you know, they're still not selling the work or recruiting their great amount of people producing their jobs, you know, on time, stuff like that. And then we can, you know, look at at that with that lens rather than the did you
1: do what you said you were going to do lens. Yeah. And both of those lenses are really ultimately very important. And and so, so it's, you know, one of the things I, I'm sure people are hearing is, is patient. You know, let's get it right. Let's just, you know, we walk first, we walk first and and getting it right and building those skills, building that confidence, building, again, the, the habit of doing what I say and being aware of what I say, you know, De- Devin gave an example of here, I've got a pad of paper, He's not used to setting up a schedule to actually do what he said. Uh, So it's like, oh, okay, now I'm going to start doing that. So the the one last thing I wanted to focus on or before we wrap this up, Luke, was was just team calls. So that's something. And and I believe that was something that you brought to the business. Um, Mm -hmm. And so why don't we talk about that and what that's given the business over the last number of years?
0: Totally. I gotta say uh, team calls have to be my my favorite part of my job. Awesome. I absolutely I, I love them. Uh, they're super awesome. And you know, I guess my whole intention around you know, starting these team calls was we, you know, as people can tell that are listening, we have so many topics and so many things to train people on, so many reminders, and there's a lot of moving parts to this business. So, you know, as a coach with 19 people on my team being able to sit down and tell 19 people the same thing at one time is a lot easier than doing it yeah. over and over and over again 19 separate times so you know although there are lots of you know one-on-one reminders we're still covering you know very similar content having these team calls allowed me to dive in like take away some time from the reminders in in our you know 30 minute Monday Tuesday meetings and allocate that time more to you know specifically what i feel like that person needs in their meeting so it's a lot more personalized rather than, you know, copy and paste meetings. These are our topics for the day. So we really start this meeting. I've got one new thing that we started this year. That's really fun, but we always start with a positive focus, um, which, you know, really brings, uh, positivity to the call brings really good energy to that call. And it can be anything from, you know, something going well in their business, you know, something they're really happy with something with school relationships, sports, doesn't really matter anything that you know they're happy with. Everyone that's on time gets to share a positive focus. Uh, next, you know, to to you know increase the awareness and maybe physiology, we actually run a quick five minute yoga or stretching on Zoom. You know, get everyone, get some blood flow in, get everyone nice and awake. We do this call at seven o'clock in the morning now. It used to be at noon. So now the early start time. Yoga is really important. <laughs> yeah, yoga is really important to that. And then we dive into reminders and I kind of build out the list of reminders from the max meeting, uh, those Monday meeting topics that Devin creates, take some stuff from there that I think is best to share with the whole team or kind of remind them, look at our team, uh, you know, our district manager, business coach, conference call notes, and put together some things I feel like are important time wise. Then I look at kind of main topics. So, you know, at this time of year, that could be preparing for production making sure we have enough people recruited. You know how to really crush your exams and your business at the same time, not losing momentum, uh, stuff like that. But I think the best part of the call that brings everyone that makes everyone really engaged is it's not sixty minutes of me or any business coach just talking, saying reminders, teaching topics. It's very uh, participative, participative, um, with just all of our operators sharing really great stuff. and It's not random either. It's very specific. So, in my 30 minute meetings, Monday and Tuesday, I'm having these conversations with each operator on my team, and they'll have some incredible breakthrough. You know, Lauren will be like, oh, you know, this was something I started saying on my eight point call about having both people there for the walk around. I found that wasn't totally clear. Now I've made that, you know, very clear, and both people are coming, both decision makers are coming for the walk around every single time. My booking rate increased by 12% last week. And just whatever sort of a breakthrough it is, I'll ask them, "Can you share that on the team call?" Anytime they say something they know is really good, they know the next thing coming up. Can you share that on the call? And then I'll help coach them through preparing a really great share. I'll take some notes, set, you know, copy and paste, text them over. You know, these are the key things I'd like you to share on. And then once they, uh, you know, say their piece, questions, comments, you know, anything that really comes up. Uh, on these calls, and it's just such a phenomenal learning environment, really great for team building. They're fun. And then we close the call off uh, with the baller of the week. So Baller of the week is whoever got the most sales that that last week. And the baller of the week kind of you know chooses what they're going to say. They'll you know sometimes they'll say something funny. And you know, I remember Greg Bell uh, had a share. He was putting in a lot of inputs, waiting on a really big week. Well, not waiting, but, you know, hungry after a really big week
2: one. and he was just
0: saying, you know, you hang around the barber shop long enough, you're going to get a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just stuff like that, right. Closing the call with something fun. Uh, you know, they get their moment of being the baller of the week. Everyone wants to be baller of the week. So really, really awesome, you know, call structure, really fun. And, you know, I think, I think everyone's super enrolled in, in doing this as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's such such a such a great thing, Luke, and it's really awesome that you brought this to our to our company. Um, and now all the teams have some type of structure. Sometimes it's shared teams just to get the right size. And it's 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 again that cooperative, you know, and competitive, cooperative and competitive. And and it's really fascinating over the last two years just how in tune and how connected our company was during the pandemic. And I would say team calls are one of the big ways, you know, that, that, that everybody felt like they were together, even though they can't be together in person. Now they can be together on zoom and together in person. So I am just so excited about, about what we're creating. And so, um so this, this was, this was um, another uh, opportunity with the uh, inside student works. I really appreciate you, Luke and Devin for joining me on the, uh, on the, on the, on the call and, uh, and on this podcast. And, uh, we'll see you again down the, down the line for another podcast. Sounds great. Sounds great. Fantastic. Thanks. Thanks, Luke. You have an awesome day and Devin you as well. Cheers. Yeah. Hey leaders. I hope you enjoyed this episode by now. You are aware that we work with ambitious students every single year to not only help them run their first successful business, but to further their development as a leader and give them an unfair advantage in the future over their counterparts. It's why starting now and only for the next few weeks, we'll be on campuses across Ontario, Quebec, and the East Coast interviewing students who think they have what it takes to start their first business and get started down their path of entrepreneurship. If you think you have what it takes or know someone who might be interested, visit leaderspodcast.ca slash apply and start your application process today. Once again, it's leaderspodcast.ca slash apply. And I can't wait to see you on the other side.